You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling good. You know, we had an argument a few weeks ago, or or not even an argument, just a conversation about the most irrelevant team in professional sports. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so the Dallas Stars are in the news today yeah. for uh, firing their, they man, won't say why, their, their coach. I'm sure yeah, rumors are I haven't followed the story, but I was thinking, like, they might be number one no right way. now. They're just completely irrelevant. The stars? They're so they're irrelevant. A, they're not a they top won, five most irrelevant NHL 99. team, I would say. They might be. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets are much more irrelevant than the Dallas Stars. I think I feel like the Columbus Blue Jackets are Blue Jackets are so irrelevant that they're sort of relevant. Like their their relevance is their irrelevant. Well, then you're just changing, defining your terms in some absurd way. They're just like the Dallas uh, Stars what's, are. What's what's relevant about about I don't know any of the the Buffalo Sabers. The Sabers have like exciting young players. I don't know the the Stars are like. Never especially good. They're rarely like horrible. I mean, they they won a cup in our lifetimes. In, in a yeah, very but I'm saying this century, way. this century they won in '99. Yeah. This century, they're like the most. Yeah, I remember where I was uh, when that game ended. I was listening on the radio. Where were you? Very sad. I was at. Oh, you know what? Funny. I was in Englewood, New Jersey. Actually, now that I think about it, for like the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Now I live there. Small world. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about football, though. Not, I don't know why we're talking about the Dallas Stars to start our football podcast. Oh wait, so let me say yeah. something though. So the the uh, patron episode this mm-hmm. week is um, is songs of the nineties, yeah. right? Be- best songs yeah. of the decade, but not this decade. I found 90s. us an amazing host. You vetoed it. You said I had no involvement in this, and you planned the whole thing yourself. No, I did not veto it. You, they said they couldn't do it for two weeks. No, I had another host. Well, I haven't told you about it yet. I'll, oh, I'll tell, tell me what it is. You didn't even tell yeah. me this. Well, well, I don't know why. We're I didn't veto it. You're that lying. Podcast off the air on this air, but whatever. Why? I don't. You're well, lying. lying. I didn't veto I, it. I you meant to have... tell you. It's in my inbox. I, but I was going to tell you before. I thought we were doing the football one now. Wait. So you meant to tell me the host? No, so I, I didn't want to talk to you, you about the. Well, no, but I just asked. Well, whatever. Let's. Why are we discussing the music podcast? I'll tell you why. Because my idea was since we're teaser to get more people signed up for the patron. Is that the point? No, it's not at all. No, I've given up hope. Whoever we have now, we're stuck yeah. with, I think. What are we, um, 84 people, the, 85 people? Something yeah. like 85. But yeah, it's been pretty the, stable since um, like the first week. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If you're um, a 100th patron, what, I, what is the 100th patron yet? Let's get some movement here. No, well, that's not fair because people will, will uh, you know, they'll like unsign up to become the yeah. 100th. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe like the 100th, there's like a lottery and the winner gets of anyone like, in the top uh, $100 million. Dollars. Um. Yeah. I. So maybe we cancel it. We close it off after 100. That's the plan. 
Like no one's allowed in. Uh, like the Seinfeld podcast didn't allow new listeners the last like year. Um, no, my idea was because we need a tiebreaker for voting on some of these songs. What if we did did something now where I um, post in the Patreon group, in the it, sorry in the in the Facebook in our uh, WhatsApp group, let's say, and I say like who knows music and can be on a podcast in one hour, and we have a random listener break the ties for us. Wait, so we could get an actual guest, and instead you just want to have a random person who, based on availability... No, I'm happy to get an actual guest. You didn't tell right, me that you had... Can we discuss this, like, it, after... Like, I don't even want to recording that podcast tomorrow, I assume. Let, let's just... Let, oh, I thought it was... We usually do back-to-back now. Not but, when we have okay, guests. All right. Let's... I know that, like, the listeners enjoy this argument, so I hope they enjoy this stupid argument that we're having. Well, no, but it's also stupid because I just spent a lot of time on the, on the, the like, bracket for no reason. I thought well, that's because you now. asked me... Like, I mean, I asked you, I said, listen, you know, I'm going to plan the bracket. And then you just did the whole thing without even communicating with me, which is fine. I'm glad you did some. I asked you who should do it. I said I would do it. I said, I said, send me some of the, I said, send me the songs you want in it. Anyways, let's stop arguing about a podcast that isn't this podcast. All right, let's argue about this podcast. Okay. So week right. 14 in the NFL. Kiva, you alive in any fantasy leagues? Of course. Right. I of course. am, um, yeah, yeah, many famously atrocious. And I've, I've never been in a fantasy league with you that you weren't like the worst person in the league. So it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Name a fantasy league that I've been in. Now, maybe I haven't been in enough leagues with you, or maybe it's just a coincidence, but we were in the League yeah. of Leagues and we were in this yeah, the one league. league of leagues, which it. I won and you finished, what, eighth place? No, fifth. Fifth? All right, well. Yeah. And I, I was dominant in one sport. Well, yeah. Dominant. I still won that sport. Did you win that sport in any, in any season? Yes. I, this, oh, yes. Okay. I won the second time. Okay. So you. So in my worst sport, you were as good as me. In your best sport, got it. No, I destroyed you both times. You, you won me. a fluke playoffs. Uh, I demolished you in that league. I you, won one. You, year, won, you won, the won the playoffs. Yeah, but you won the playoffs. Playoffs don't count. The regular right. season, yeah, I was like thirty okay. games. I regret bringing up fantasy. All right, I will give you credit. You uh, won another four hundred million dollars in fake money. You're up to one point nine billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, six and one last week against the spread. Yeah, picking I mean. straight winners and losers. You went thirteen and three. Uh, I went ten and six. Mm-hmm. Big win for you. That's where in confidence no, or just on the pool. Winners and losers. Oh, because in confidence also. Yeah. Went so well, I would. Yeah. So you um you caught up on me. Well, then how does that work? Because why did I do better than you in confidence if I got three more games wrong than you did? Uh, maybe I put more confidence in certain games. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Odd. Um. Yeah, the, the two games that you got wrong that I got right were you had Carolina over Atlanta and you had Seattle over the Rams. So I guess you must have had them very confident. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so on the season now, I've won five weeks. You've won five weeks. We've been tied four weeks. And in total games, I'm up one on you. So we're very close. Let's jump right into week 15. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, it starts with your beloved Jets playing on Thursday night against the Ravens. Not a lot to talk about here. So can we just move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have any takes on this game? Um, yeah, I think the, it's a bad, it's a really bad spot for the Jets because they're, you know, Jamal Adams, maybe he'd be healthy by Sunday, but it's not going to happen by Thursday. But don't, uh, don't Le'Veon you Bell had to lose this game, all things being equal? Of course, and they have no chance Le'Veon of winning Bell has anyway, the flu. but you don't he, want to get destroyed. He cannot play football, he can only go bowling. He can only yeah. go bowling. Uh, it's funny because the, um, coach has been, the, has been, Gase has been feeding the media, in particular the New York anti-bell Post. Anti-Bell stuff. Yeah. Anti, anti-Bell stuff all season. And of course, the bell run that story, and then they asked Bell uh, Gase if it's a problem, and he said, "Yeah, basically." So it clearly came from yeah. him. So I, I, I do think. I mean, there's a chance that I would get rid of Gase and keep Bell. Not that, not that I care about Bell. Yeah, but, but Gase between sucks. the two, yeah. Sadly, they're going to keep Gase and get rid of Bell. Although I, I don't yeah, really care yeah, about getting rid of Bell. 
All right, uh, so let's jump right to Sunday. Uh, we will start with uh, the game where uh, the cheaters are flourishing. The New England Patriots go into Cincinnati. It's just comical to me, like, that this keeps happening. And, you know, we were having a, a spirited debate, in, and we not meaning you because you're not in this, but in my fantasy football WhatsApp chat this morning, what the consequences are going to be. I mean, I assume it's what? They'll dock a pick and find the team or something like that, right? But you can't punish Belichick personally unless it turns out, and I don't know the Patriots' organizational structure, unless he's the boss of the department that oversaw the filming of this this series, this documentary series they were making, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that this can go to Belichick personally. I think it can. I, here's the thing. When, I mean, I don't when, think that Belichick ordered the, this. I think there's a culture of cheating and cutting corners and taking whatever advantage you can. But then he has to be in on it. He has to be in on it then. Well, again. It, um, is it very possible that they have they have um, sort of, you know, removed him from the equation, planned for just in case they got caught? Yes. But to me, I don't think um, – I, 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 there's no way that he could the not The worst part to me it. is the fact that – so let's say, hypothetically, that these employees, they finish mm-hmm. filming their little thing that they're filming for the, the Browns-Bengals thing, and then they start filming the, the sideline of the Bengals and the play calling and all that that they did. And then they provide that to the team. The team, the moment they got that, should have immediately notified the league and the Bengals and said, hey, listen, our, our employees did this uh, illegally and without our permission. We're sorry, and here it is. The fact that they didn't and that they got mm-hmm. caught, for that I think they can get punished, Right. Here's the thing. When it, it, cheaters always yes. cheat. I saw you saying this on Twitter, but I already said this to people. When they caught the Russians doping, the the whistleblower said they're doping in chess. Like if they they're, they cheat <laughs> yeah, at you, everything. You don't cheat because so you need people to cheat. In, you, you cheat because you're a cheater. Yeah, people in my in one of my WhatsApp groups were like, "Well, they wouldn't cheat against the Bengals. Like why? You don't think they want an edge against the Bengals? Like yes, they have an 85 or 90% chance to win, but they want to make it 98, you know?" It's absurd. And and by the way, the Bengals, you know, basically played better than the freaking Patriots the last two weeks. But, uh, you know, they, they cheat. And yes, they know they probably can't get away with it against the divisional team like the Jets or the Bills because they wouldn't let them in the building. But they could take advantage of the Browns, right, or the yeah. Bengals. It, it, that's not so complicated. Yeah. Bengals not exactly a brilliant organization there. All right. But the bottom line is we don't really care and the Patriots going to win this game. And no billion-dollar bets yet on these two uh, blowout games, right? Right. Yeah. Now, uh, let's get to Tampa at Detroit. Tampa on fire lately. They come into Detroit as favorites. They're probably going to end the season 9-7. and seven. Now, it does nothing for them, except that it probably ropes them into signing Jameis for another year. But, or more than one year. It's going to take a lot know. more than that to sign him. Yeah, Jameis is going to get paid. I mean, he's, a, he's the strangest player in NFL history at this point. He throws two interceptions every single yeah. week, but three touchdowns. Yeah, and 400 yards. I mean, every play with them is really exciting. They are like the most <laughs> exciting team in the NFL. Yeah, except their games. I had a worse. thought like... Yeah, do I use the do I use the Bucks defense this week against the Lions in a fantasy in a fantasy league that plays with defense? No, but because they give up like yeah. thirty points every week. But you're hoping but for turnovers. They'll get a pick or, six against. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a risk. You're in the playoffs. You don't do something like that. I sold high on the Patriots, and uh, you know defenses almost never have value, but the Patriots was defense was so dominant yeah. had value. And uh, I sold high, and they have not hit double digits. Yeah, since. good job. No, it's a bad job being in the league with defense, but whatever. All right, uh, Tampa at Detroit. Uh, you're picking Tampa to win, I assume. Yes, right. Tampa. And to you win. got any opinions on the spread? Uh, not, not any strong opinion. Right. No. Chicago at Green Bay. Uh, this game, all of a sudden, uh, hugely important. Uh, I, I would say it's the fourth most important game of the week. Chicago still in the playoff race if they can win out, and Green Bay still in the race. You know, certainly for a bye, and and, and even possibly for the number one seed. So. Um, you know, they, they obviously need to win as well. 
This spread all the way down to four and a half. Surprising me that it's this low. I mean, Trubisky has one good game um, on a Thursday night, and everybody's like, oh, the Bears are back. I mean, you remember this game, the first game of the season. It was unwatchably yeah. bad, but it was it was close. Yeah, but the, uh, it was the worst game of the whole year, basically. Yeah, but the Bears were a very different team then. You know, I'm I'm definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but are they better or I'm worse? I'm giving these points. I I'm I don't know if I put if you know what I, I didn't do any money last week because you stole both games I wanted to bet on. So I'm gonna quickly grab. I'm gonna put a hundred million on the uh, Packers four and a half. Okay, fine. All right, I'm just I, I take the Packers, but uh, not I'm not putting a hundred million on or anything. All right. Um, Houston at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, crazy. They're six and one now under Tannehill. And when will it end? Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think that they're going to win out. It's very possible. Yeah. Now, um, I've been hearing people say this is totally unprecedented. What Tannehill is doing? How does guy become a lead at this stage? So it's obviously not unprecedented. You know, the first guy that jumped to my mind was Rich Gannon, who was you know sort yeah. of a, a journeyman guy for the Vikings and, and other teams, and then shows up on the Raiders in the late 90s, early aughts, and was basically the best player in football for three years and put up these ridiculous numbers. But then I thought, well, that's yeah. that's not really an apt comparison because what I want to find is a guy who was a first-round draft pick, was immediately named a starter for his team, was hyped um, you know, as the future of that franchise because you know Rich Gannon was never any of those things in Minnesota. S- Are you going to say Steve Young? Ended up going to another team where they starred later Testa in their Verde. careers. Testaverde or Steve well, Young? No, okay. So I have I have seven people, actually, and Testaverde is not one. Or Steve Young is not one of them. But Testaverde... Why? He feels he fits that bill completely. No, he doesn't. He, he, wasn't, he sat behind Joe Montana for years. He wasn't he wasn't immediately named a starter. You mean the one year in Tampa? But then he went to the yeah, USFL. He, two years in yeah, Tampa. Yeah, but then he went to the USFL. Yeah, but he, I'm saying he doesn't play till 1987. He, well, he, he gets drafted in He also was a first-round draft pick, was he? Steve Young, he was the first overall pick. Do you follow football? Uh, in hold on a second. So then, how did I miss him when I did my search? Because he was a supplemental pick. Maybe maybe it threw you off your um, maybe maybe it threw you off your uh, your game. He wasn't, oh, he, was he wasn't in, in the actual draft. draft. He was in the oh yeah, yeah, okay, draft. so that's why. Yeah, but he was number one overall. Like he was a uh, he was All right, a super so. Prospect. But also, but, but so he, yeah, so he was in Tampa for two years. Then oh, because because he came from the USFL, yeah, okay. Then yeah, then he went to San Francisco. Young never, young, young uh, never started uh, more than three games in a season for the Niners till he was thirty. Till he was thirty, he had, okay. he had, yeah. All right, he so had, uh, by me, less, Steve he Young had twenty is the something most career starts, but 20s. Steve Young is actually the only player yeah. like this who became mm-hmm. a star, who who like reached a star level yeah. and then maintained. People had it. star seasons for a yeah. Year I mean, or two, Steve Young is, he, in my opinion, actually, one of the great. I mean, he's certainly one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. Like he, sh- you know, he I mean, should have won MVPs. Young played Favre stole in like ninety five, ninety six. Young played sixteen games three times. It's yeah, crazy. but 13, 14 is enough. All right, so but here's my list of guys who were drafted in the first round of the regular college draft, not the USFL supplemental draft, which is why I missed Young, big mistake. And then, as I said, were immediately named starters, struggled, ended up going to another team where they had star seasons later in their career. So Vinny Testaverde, who you already mentioned, he was below average every single season of his career until his 10th season in Baltimore at age 33. That team went like 4-12, and 12, but he had like 33 touchdowns and 4,000 yards or some ridiculous thing. Then two years later, he had another mm-hmm. superb season for your Jets, obviously, in, in your greatest football season in your lifetime. Um, so he had those two great seasons, but that was it. So, you know, um, Tannehill's 30 right now. It's all of a sudden a star. But Testaverde, he did it twice at age 33 and age 35. He stuck around forever, but he never maintained like a star level. All right, so he's the first example. Yeah, but then you look, you look back at where they were, similar to, you know, what you'll say about Ryan Tannehill. You know, he was on Tampa and Cleveland, like two unbelievably bad franchises. I mean, they were very competent, the, you know, the final years but it, of, but the, of the 33 is really – well, but, but I mean, but then he had his first breakout season on Cleveland. I mean, it was Baltimore at that point, but it was the same franchise, right? 96. 
Uh, he was he's good in Cleveland. Yeah, he, I mean, I, you know, I rank all the starting quarterbacks every year. He was below average. He was below yeah. fifteen every single year of his career until nineteen ninety six. Not well, ninety three only starts six games, but he was like well, really, really, like really six good. Games. I don't, six games. I don't care what you do in six games. Yeah, I'm sad, but the point is, like, the ability was clearly there, and then his. The last year in Cleveland, which is still Cleveland, but, he played but well. Let's not talk about ability. Let's talk about actual performance. How many years was he a starting court? Was he an above average starting quarterback in the NFL? And the answer is two. Twice in his career, he did. Yeah. It. At age thirty-three and at age thirty-five. So, uh, because I guess the question of all this is, do we expect Tannehill to maintain this pace? And uh, in one bucket, you have Steve Young, and then in another bucket, you have eight guys who all didn't. So let's go to the next one. So the next one is Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins struck. By the way, remember I liked him so much. Yes, you predicted I, them uh, after his one good year in Miami. You predicted them the next year yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I thought the issue was Tannehill, but maybe now yeah. it's Gase, and maybe that was a Super yeah, Bowl and, team. And then now yeah. he's on your team, so it sucks for you. Oh, man. When you le- when Gase leaves, like whoever comes after him will be so much better. Yeah. It's crazy. Although you've said that about your last several coaches. and yet they. <laughs> I know. They're yeah. going to hire someone in common. Kerry Collins, uh, you know, the, the, the debut pick for an expansion franchise. I actually took them to the NFC Championship, but, you know, he, he was bad in Carolina. He went to New Orleans. On his third team in his sixth season, he becomes a top-ten quarterback for the first time and leads the Giants to the Super Bowl that year. Now, mm-hmm. but that, you know, he wasn't great, but he was a top 10 quarterback that year. He had another good year two years later, but that was not his standard. He was still mostly a below average quarterback for the rest of his career. And even his team had good years. Like he had a good year in Tennessee later, but, you know, he was never really good. So he had a couple of decent seasons, you know, on his third team on the Giants, but he was never very good. Jeff George. Now, he's an interesting case. You know, a number one overall pick, tons of hype, a disaster. You know what his record was his four years in Indy? 14 and yeah they i mean they yeah. won like they went one yeah, and 15 one year. so that that skews it but he was 14 mm-hmm. and 35 as a starter he goes to atlanta where he had two like top 10 years in a row but it didn't last so he went to oakland where he had a career year at age 30 it didn't last there either he goes to minnesota where he has another good season again it doesn't take and he ends up a, so I, in jeff george's case it was more just that he was such an asshole i think from what everybody says he was so bad because yeah. if you'll remember there were articles in the, the early days of espn.com every year because he he stopped playing at 35 he's not in the nfl anymore yeah. And he never really failed his way out of the league. He was still fine. Yeah, and his performance. He was. Yeah, Redskins. he was good in Minnesota. He was good, and he was good everywhere. He was good in Oakland. He was good in Atlanta. He wasn't good in Washington. Well, he was but a backup. The year back. they let him play a yeah. little, he he was he was backup worthy. Yeah. But yeah, he was so unlikable that they never. Yeah. And of uh, course, he, who's his biggest fan in the media? Who was yeah, Jason, Jason Whitlock? So. Yeah, he was always the one calling yeah. for him. I mean, to, he was saying unironically when Jeff George was like forty-three that he could still be a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah, he was like there was an annual. Jeff George, someone you know, someone got hurt. Yeah. The, before Colin Kaepernick, there was yeah, Jeff. What George, people basically. did about Roger Clemens in the early aughts, or, or Brett Favre, even like in the early part of this decade, you know, Jason Whitlock was doing for Jeff George. Might still be doing it if mm-hmm. anybody's listening to it anymore. Um, all right, next we have Tannehill. Already mentioned. Um, and now Tannehill's interesting. He his first three years in the league, he got a little bit better every single year. His third year, he was above average, and coming into his fourth year, you know, as you said, you predicted him to go to the Super Bowl, but then he totally crashed out, so much so that at age 31 this year, he had to sign a $1.875 million one-year contract as a backup. And right now, yeah. he's playing at basically an MVP level. Yeah. What, what, what's his contract? 1.8? Yeah, just under $2 million. That's like the minimum, yeah. basically, for someone yeah. his, of his. Um, right. I, I mean, th- th- Trevor Simeon got yeah, $2 I got million, three more so guys, uh, how- three more guys, sort of similar comps. Jim Harbaugh, drafted by the Bears. Uh, came off the bench I- initially mm-hmm. behind Jim McMahon, but um, his main problem in Chicago was he could never stay healthy and maintain the job. He had his career mm-hmm. year in Indy uh, his sec- at age 32. That's the year he made the Pro Bowl. That's the year they went to the conference championship game and had the Hail Mary. Yeah. But yeah, he never repeated that mm-hmm. again. Then we have Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, you know, he was ter- he had one good year in Tampa. He actually made a Pro Bowl in 97. But other than that, he sucked in Tampa. He washes out, ends up as a backup in Baltimore. Comes in for Tony Banks, goes eleven and one that year, and wins the Super Bowl. But like he wasn't good that year. Like he won, they won the Super Bowl despite mm-hmm. him. So, 
Um, you know, he, it's not like he was good all of a sudden. And then the last example, which is interesting, actually, because I think this is pretty close to Tannehill, is Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was n- was never yeah. terrible in St. Louis. His main problem was he couldn't stay healthy. Um, he then he gets traded to Philly in the full in the Foles trade. He uh, was not good there. Then he gets his third chance in Minnesota. He was very good that year. He he set the all time NFL record um, for completion percentage. And granted, people are saying, well, he's dinking and dunking, but they had no offensive line. He had to get rid of the ball quickly. He had twenty to five touchdown interception ratio. He was good that year. The next year, opening night, he has 400, 378 yards and three touchdowns against the Saints in a dominant performance. And then he gets hurt, and his basically his career was over. So Bradford's mm-hmm. issue, I think, was health because Bradford showed flashes, and you know if he stays healthy, who knows? Now Bradford was always derided; everybody loved to hate on him. But the reality is, he was he, when he was healthy, he was good in Minnesota. Right, people remember him by the end, but his body just broke yeah. down. Far and he was good in Minnesota without an offensive line and without a running back. Right, I mean, he came in after Peterson basically. They had like Jarek McKinnon and, and Matt Asiata. So um, I think that. That Bradford is a pretty so. I guess the question of all this is: Do we think at age thirty-one, Tannehill is now going to be a superstar for the next half a dozen years? I don't think so, but I, I think it's reasonable that he could be a slightly below average, above average. Well, quarterback. But then the question is: What kind of contract would you want your team to give him? Now, I guess you're still committed to Darnold, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like Gase is going to. It would be the ultimate <laughs> FU to Gase to get rid of yeah. him and bring it down. But I mean, let's if your team, if if Sam Darnold uh, contracts, you know. Um, life permanent. Um, uh, what's the kissing disease called again? I forgot that he had mono. Mono nucleosis. Yeah. So so Sam Darnold gets mono. Gase gets fired. Uh, Gase gives it to him. They're both gone. You need a quarterback this offseason. Would you want to sign um, Tannehill? And if so, what contract would you give him? Well, you got to give me. I mean, you have to give me options. Would I rather have Tannehill or Jameis? I'd probably rather have Tannehill. Even though Tannehill's thirty-one. Cause you, yeah, because you'll get a better deal on him. All right. So then, I, I, well, what kind of? I mean, what do you think he's going to get? I mean, Foles got two fifty. I, and you know, and I thought that was a terrible deal. I think Foles got fifty. Yeah, two years, fifty million. No, what did he get guaranteed? Wasn't it fifty? Well, I guess it doesn't matter if you can't if you don't cut him. No, I thought it was the right? fifty guaranteed. There was like more than that. I thought he got two. F- no, I think it was two for forty three. All right, whatever, forty three fifty, close enough. The point is, it, it, it was it was double what I would have given him. If you want to, I thought if you want to give him the Sam Bradford contract that Arizona gave Bradford, give him one year, fifteen twenty million. And let's see if he can stay healthy. Fine. What about the but, Glennon? Well, that was much less, so that was like 14. Yeah, you're right. It is yeah, 50. It was 250. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. It was insane. And I, I you know. I, I, no, because it was. Tannehill's going to get that at least. 450? Well, he got 488, but yeah, the only thing yeah, that yeah, counts yeah, is. Yeah, I don't care about those numbers. Yeah, what matter? It was 250. That's what's relevant. Uh, Tannehill's going get, to get better than that. And it's crazy to me because, mm-hmm. again, like, is he playing like a superstar, th- like a star this year? Absolutely, through seven games. You know, we saw Scott Mitchell do that once in Miami. But we, we just. It, there's no reason to assume that this is who he is and not the guy we saw for seven years in Miami. Unless mm-hmm. you're Steve Young. So, anyway, so that, that's my Tannehill take. Um, what's your pick, Houston, or Tennessee? Huge game all of a sudden. Uh, Tennessee. What's the line? Uh, Tennessee's favored by three, three and a half. I think it's three. Unless it's moved. If I could get three, I think I'll put, uh, yeah, at three I'll put $100 million on all Tennessee. Right, keep putting $100 million on Tennessee. Um, I'm going to pick them to win, but I don't know if, I mean, it's just Houston laid such an egg at home against Denver that it's hard to trust them, I guess, but... Yeah, uh, I I just think Tennessee's a little hotter right now. I think even if even if Houston keeps it close, I think Tennessee. I mean, a little hotter. A week ago, Houston blew out New England on national TV. I needed. I I have a, a Hopkins uh, Watson stack in a fantasy yeah. league, and when they were down thirty-one-three, I was going to knock me out because they had done yeah. nothing. Oh no, Watson and had a Hop- huge, yeah, he had two Hopkins, rushing touchdowns. Hopkins, yeah, had a Watson touchdown. hits a bomb. Yeah. But yeah, but they, they had nothing. Yeah, late yeah in I know. Third I, quarter, I, I'm invested in both of them also. 
And if they didn't, if they if they had not scored on that possession, that's it. Like they might leave the game. They're going to run the ball certainly in the fourth quarter. It's all psychology of like yeah. you know, thirty-one three. You stop with your star quarterback, yeah. and that play really got them sixty extra points. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tennessee to win. Now I also I updated my you know like predict every game the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And Houston hosting Tennessee in Week 17, you know, which weeks ago I had said that would be a game for the for the division and would probably be the the game that they're gonna play, uh, that they're gonna that they're gonna flex to Sunday night. I no longer think so. If Tennessee wins tonight, and then next week Tennessee, you know, could probably beat New Orleans, right? The way that they're playing. Mm-hmm. And in Houston. I think that I think that Tennessee's going to clinch that division in Week 16, right? I mean, Houston has to go at Tampa next week. Do you think that? I mean, Houston will probably be a, a slight underdog in that game also, unless they beat Tennessee. If Houston loses to Tennessee this week, Houston's going to yeah. be an underdog at Tampa. And Tampa wins, yes. And then that means that I'd Week 17, Tennessee's already you know Tennessee's already tied. In fact, Tennessee would be playing in Week 17. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to lose. You you act like they're yeah. No, lose. but I, well, I'm, I'm just saying the more likely you know greater than 50 percent. Obviously, it's still pretty close, but. I think that mm-hmm. I think that is a very strong likelihood that Tennessee will have clinched already. Will have clinched the division. Will be fighting with Kansas City, but for the three four seed, if anything, because they get the tiebreaker. They're having beaten them, and Houston mm-hmm. is going to be like eight and seven, and they're going to be fighting for a wild for the final wild card with with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Not even Cleveland, I guess, just Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I mean Tennessee is, I think, seventh in in pl- in point differential. Yeah. Like Tennessee is is no yeah. joke. So just just to, as a spoiler alert, so going into week seventeen, based on my predictions in weeks fifteen and sixteen. I have mm-hmm. Philly has will have clinched the division, and mm-hmm. that's be, that again. That's assuming they beat the Cowboys in Week 16. But the week, the week so what are they seven? And no, eight? they'd be eight and seven. Dallas would be seven and eight, eight and seven, but resting, resting their whole resting. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday yeah, because they'll be eight and seven. Dallas will be seven and eight. I mean, they could be seven and eight, and one of those teams could be. Well, seven no, and eight because rest, well, they would need Dallas theory. to lose. To, or Dallas, well, they would need uh, Dallas, Dallas no, no, could be seven. Because if Dallas beats them in Week 16, right? They could be seven. I mean, let's see. So if they lose to Washington this week, no, because then they wouldn't have the divisional. No, no. There's no way that Philly can rest at seven and eight. The only way Philly can clinch. The Cowboys can, though. Yes, the Cowboys can. Yes, because the Cowboys That's already beat the Eagles once. Yes, the Cowboys only. The Cowboys are undefeated in the division right now, right? But they have mm-hmm. to play at Philly in week 16, and then, and then they play. Wait, so if the Cowboys win their next two games, they win yes. the division. The, the, either either they, way. Either way, I think the division gets clinched in Week 16. Because under my circumstance, if Philly wins Week 16 over Dallas, they're eight and seven, but they're four and one in the division. Dallas, oh no, 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 no I'm wrong. What am I talking about? Because they're four and one. If they were to lose and be four, and, they'd be four and two. If Dallas were to win, they'd be five. No, no. So Philly's got to play no matter what. Philly can't clinch in Week 16. Mm-hmm. They need to win in Week 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so. yeah. Well, week 17, the Cowboys get the Redskins. Yeah. Right? The Eagles get. The well, Cowboys. but the Eagles are at New York. They barely beat New York at home this week, right? Last True. night, so yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones might not be. Well, back I mean, for they gotta have some kind of one. Well, isn't that? A, is, I don't know. Would you rather have Eli or Daniel Jones right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so take it to the. Um, all right. Well, we'll get to the next division. I don't want to spoil anything. So uh, next game we have is Chicago. Uh, excuse me. Is Miami? No, no. Is Denver at KC? We haven't discussed that game yet, right? How no, much we do we not. buy of Denver's uh, dominant performance in Houston? Uh, I think it was a little fluky. I think they lose that game, you know, five times out yeah. of ten. This line, I mean, the line when, when we guessed it was a twelve, which was way higher than any of us guessed. Um, at twelve, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna. Did Mahomes play the thirty six game? Kansas City beat Denver. 36. That's the game he got in Mahomes game. 
Okay, fine. Uh yeah, but that that was that was a forgettable game. Uh, that was a national TV game. That was that was like Denver's low point. Um, I think they were still on Blackwood at that time. I'm going to obviously I'm going to pick KC to win, but if it's a twelve, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put a hundred million on Denver. I mean, twelve is really high. I'll I'll pick the Chiefs to win Broncos the cover, but not with any money. All right, uh, Miami at the Giants. Uh, I don't even want to spend one second talking about this game. Yeah, who yeah. cares? Just pick a winner. Uh, Giants. I'm go- I'm going to say Miami wins. Uh, no tr- no faith in Eli, future Hall of Famer. He's got to get back above 500, doesn't he? Or at 500. No, I think it's perfect yeah. for his career if he's a few games. Yeah. All right, uh, Philly at Washington. I mean, I guess Philly's going to have to win, but you can't say this with any degree of confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. Washington has looked slightly frisky, a little bit, more so than the Giants, and Philly can't beat them. I mean, and and, and also don't forget in Week One in Philadelphia, Washington almost beat the Eagles, and that's when the Eagles had Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey healthy, not to mention mm-hmm. their offensive line. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Philly here, but I do not. You know, I'm definitely taking these points. I assume you're giving the points because you guessed it at nine and a half. So if it's all the way down to five and a half or six, you must think you're getting free points now. Wait, Philly at six? Philly's favored in Washington by six. Yeah, I will, I'll take Philly in at minus six. Yeah, but are you uh, putting money on it? Uh, no. Lame. All right. Philly, because Philly sucks. I don't want to spend yeah, any money no, on it. No, that's, that's not incorrect. Uh, Seattle at Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's really uh, not fighting hard for this interim coach. Yeah, uh, I mean, they might lose out. That was the worst game of the day. It was a really good football Sunday. Yeah. That, was, that was probably the most relevant yeah. game of the day. Now, the problem is, like, I, when your team has such a boring game, as the, the Vikings had, like, the boringest game you, you could ever... That's true. The, th- the truth is, I was thinking, like, um, when we were talking, you know, I was thinking about the podcast, I'm like, what would the Vikings play? I don't even remember. Yeah. I did not see one play of the Vikings yeah. line. It was game. the boringest game. It was 20 it, to nothing until... It was like having a bye yeah, week. It, it was, was literally that's, like having That's a bye how week. they treated it. They they really, like, they pulled out the least amount of effort possible. Um, they didn't play Thielen, who I thought probably could have played. They forget about resting uh, Dalvin Cook. They were resting Madison, and they were playing Mike Boone. So, you know, they were really, yeah. like, not trying. The, so here's my question. So the announcers always claim that, like, teams really want to maintain the shutout. Is that mm-hmm. true? Because the Vikings were. In a... I think a defense. I, I defense have a lot of pride. Well, I do because think I, I really wanted to maintain players. the shutout. Um, partly because the Vikings were favored by like uh, thirteen and a half or fourteen. I do think there's a pride thing. It's a divisional team. Well, but I don't know. But but, the, but they were in a prevent defense though, as the as the Lions drove down the field with three minutes to go. Yeah. So were they? You know, it didn't seem like they. I were. I mean, the, but the player uh, maybe the players care more than the coaches. And I then the sure. question is, when cares, you're down twenty to nothing and you score a touchdown with two minutes to go, to make it twenty to six. Why do you kick the extra point at that point? If you're yeah. trying to score a touch, you might as well throw it for two. Unless, and the only reason I can think of is that Patricia had bet the Lions a minus uh, 13 and a half or whatever. Listen, he's an ex-Patriot. <laughs> I would, nothing would yeah. shock me. So, yeah. So, so the Vikings won 20 to 7, a meaningless game. Um, all right. So, Seattle, Carolina, we're both picking Seattle. Any money you want to put there or no? Uh, right, no. Jacksonville, Oakland. Jacksonville, another team who, uh, I mean, 45 to 10. Nobody saw that coming. The Chargers really got like every uh, monkey off their back from the whole season. It's too little, too late for them. But yeah, the Raiders are the Raiders are minus one hundred eight on the year. Yeah, they're very bad. And even here is the thing: the Chargers five and eight right now. Even if they win out, they cannot make the playoffs. Yeah, the five and eight teams are eliminated. The Jets. Yeah, too. no, the, the the but eight and eight could make the playoffs in the AFC. Are the Broncos not eliminated because the Jets and the Chargers are? No. So here, here's how it works. So Pittsburgh, the, the the problem with the Chargers is that they're three and seven in the conference. 
So they're going to lose every single conference uh, tiebreaker. Yeah, same. The Jets are two and yeah, seven. Same, in the conference. same issue. So, so Oakland now Denver is irrelevant because Denver is going to lose to Kansas City this week. So mm-hmm. Oakland, I think Oakland when they lose this game over here, well, excuse me, when they lose, um, Oakland next week is playing at the Chargers, right? So I assume they're yeah. going to lose that one the way that the Chargers are playing right now. But even so, so the way that I have it is Indy will be eliminated. The only teams fighting for the the three teams fighting for the final wild card spot in the AFC are going to be Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Houston. I have Pittsburgh eight and seven, mm-hmm. Houston eight and seven, Cleveland seven and eight. But if Houston and Pittsburgh were to lose and Cleveland were to win, then Cleveland could get the final spot at eight and eight because they'd have a better divisional record than Pittsburgh and they'd have a better, better conference record than Houston. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm rooting for the eight and eight team to make it. Um, the Bills, by the way, look like they're going to lock it up early. But this is, oh, by the way, the, the Pittsburgh's eight and five right now. So this is relying on Pittsburgh losing out. What is your what's your Sunday night week seventeen game at this point? Well, so based on everything I just said, it would be, I mean, San Francisco-Seattle is playing where the winner gets the one seed, the loser gets the five seed, but it's only for seeding, right? Pittsburgh at Baltimore mm-hmm. is a game where, you know, it could be, well, it won't be for seeding. Because, well, it could, yeah, it could be, yeah, Pitt, Baltimore could be playing for the one seed, Pittsburgh could be playing to get the wild card, so maybe it's that game. But you don't but that's know. The they you like never to have the game until... simultaneous, and it's not fair to Cleveland and Houston that Pittsburgh isn't playing at the same yeah. time. So yeah, it's possible there is no game. They, it's possible no, they I don't think, have. I think it's probably gonna be San Francisco, Seattle. Like they, like they yeah, did with the Vikings and Packers that year, where the winner gets the division, the winner gets the one seed, the loser gets the five seed. They're still, they're still both in the playoffs. But I wonder if they should move the game to Saturday night, because it's such a disadvantage. Maybe it's a, you know, it's such a disadvantage to play Sunday night. If you know you're San Francisco, you could lose that game and have to go to Philadelphia, and you know it's a difference of a few a hours. Is that a huge difference? So maybe why can't they just put? But it is. It's a whole day in terms of. Well, time. I mean, would they put San? So let's say that would they put San Francisco at Philly on Saturday versus Sunday? Probably because the other yeah, game I would be they, Minnesota. They Green, would. It would be a much higher profile game. They'd so, go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um. If yeah. No, San Francisco Philly is a is a better TV game than Green. No way. Games, so. No, it's not. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, oh, no, it is. I, yeah, yeah. I disagree. I strongly disagree with you. There's much bigger stars. San Francisco Philly is a bigger TV game than the, the any NFC East team other than the Redskins is is pretty much a bigger game than than any other. But Philly team, is not the Cowboys and the Giants in terms of a national profile. Minnesota is is not a big market. I know that. If it, it is Green Bay, but, um, they're, but they're higher profile players. The Niners have a have a pretty big a following and fans. than any player in, on. on I agree. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is the big yeah. star, and and you know, uh, let's put Wentz it this way: Vikings not. Packers is on national TV every single year. Every single year, one of their two matchups is on national TV, and often, and sometimes even both. Well, people didn't realize the Niners would be good this year. Or they would have been on ten times, also. Yeah, they would have been on more, but but the and for whatever reason, the Niners play really exciting. Games. Yeah. Oh well, that's also true. Yeah, but uh, you know, if, it, um, if, it, if it's, it's actually San close, Dallas, Green Bay, Minnesota, if it's San Francisco, Dallas, I think it's a little bit different. Well, it's not yeah. different. I mean, Dallas. But San Francisco and Philly. I don't TV think. I, I think. Teams. I think that Fox would rather have Minnesota Green Bay than San Francisco Philly. Also, I the ex- think you're incorrect. The expectation is that San Francisco think, Philly would be a blowout, right? I mean, that's certainly a concern. Yeah. Uh, but I do think you're incorrect. I think if 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 you know whoever if they did a draft like NBC got first pick for the Saturday night game. Well, I mean, we'll see because they, 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 they are going to do this. And we'll get an answer, so we don't need to speculate. Uh, not really, because the league decides. But I'm saying if if NBC was picking, they 100 percent would pick San Francisco Philly over Green Bay Minnesota. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't agree with you. But um, no, no but it also, let's see, if Philly does in the next couple of weeks, Philly's been so unwatchably bad the last couple of weeks. Right, obviously, Philly dragging, you yeah. know, ass into the... In the yeah, if yeah, if it's a 9-17 and 17 who's on a little bit of a run. Right, well, th- now, the argument you could make is the Philly fans aren't even excited about the Eagles. That is definitely yeah, true. nobody is. No, the NFC East should be, dro- dro- you know, thrown into a river and let the Rams get the final spot in the playoffs. But, all right, um, mm-hmm. what game are we up to? Cleveland at Arizona. So, Cleveland, again, they still technically are playing for something. But you know what? I'm taking Arizona to win this game. Yeah, I do think this, these are pretty evenly matched teams, honestly. Yeah. You actually had Arizona favored. So who are you picking? Yeah, I think, I, you know, Arizona is usually competitive. I don't know. I mean, that, that uh, point But I'm, I'm actually going to pick Cleveland to win it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm pick Cleveland to win this All game. All right, so Cleveland wins, and the, the pressure is definitely on Pittsburgh. Um, their game is flexed, so we'll get to them later. Vikings at the Chargers, the game that was flexed out. I'm going to miss the first half of this game because my son's birthday party. Happy birthday to Kobe. Uh, I'm going to uh, pick the Chargers to win this game. I'm just mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm pessimistic about the Vikings. I just think that they'll find a way to lose, like just they did last year. And the Chargers just won a game by five touchdowns. So we know what the Chargers have a capability of doing. It is a shame. The the Chargers like yeah they had a lot of injuries again this year, but I, I but I do everybody's think back they, now and so that's you know they didn't have Melvin Gordon or I know I'm saying they're they they're going to be a wagon early, but those guys are all back weeks. now so what's the excuse at this yeah absolutely point? absolutely I guess they don't need an excuse they just won forty five to ten on the road yeah um what's your pick here what's the line it's uh Vikings are favored by two and a half yeah I like the Vikings but it is a bad matchup for them I do think the Chargers could beat almost every AFC team. yeah um I mean the Chargers beat I mean the Chargers beat the Packers at home. And it's not really mm-hmm. home, obviously, and it's a majority is rooting for. Certainly, will be rooting for the Vikings. Um, yeah, they're two and one against the NFC. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they beat the Packers, and then who they beat between the Bears and the and the and the Lions? I the forget. Lions. I believe did they, they lose in in Detroit? Oh, so then they beat did they beat Chicago? I don't remember yeah, the Chargers Bears yeah. game all right. at all. Um, yeah, you're right. They lost the early early in the Detroit, year, like week three or week two. Yeah, and, and they and they beat the Bears by one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Rams at Dallas. This is a monster game. Oh, Pinheiro missed the field goal, so they, didn't, they, they yeah. should have won. The, the Rams they, they at Dallas, this to me is the um, most significant game of the week. Houston at Tennessee, you know, I guess that— You mean because you want to find out who the sixth best team in the NFC is? Yeah, but it, but it has massive playoff ramifications. But I'm saying not only that, like I feel like these are the two most even It's a must. Maybe it's an absolute Eagles, must win but. for both teams, right? For the Rams to make the playoffs, they need to win all their games. And for the Cowboys to make the playoffs, uh, uh, you know— Unless they plan on... It's literally not a must-win for well, the Cowboys. Well, it's only not a must-win must for the Cowboys. For the if Cowboys. they win both their other games, Philly loses both their other games, and... Yeah, well, that's very likely, because they get the Redskins in Week 17. They just have to win next no, week. No, but they would the need Philly they to... They could take this no. week off. Oh, Dallas needs to win at Philly, you're saying? They just need to win at Philly. That's it. This game doesn't matter. <laughs> it's really... They could, they could so take you're the saying, week so off. So you're saying, so they lose this game... I don't even know who the no, backup no, no, hold for on. Dallas so, is. Play they lose this game, they win the next two, they'd be 8-8, and and then Philly... Yeah, they're in. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So you're saying it doesn't even matter for them. This game doesn't matter because they know they're going to beat the Redskins, who are going to be on their fourth interim coach. Wait, by week so that's 17. actually an interesting perspective. I didn't even think about. It. Fire their GM so already. If, if they beat, if if the Cowboys beat the Eagles, and they get to seven, you don't want to get anybody hurt. The Cowboys beat the Eagles, and then they need to win one of their other two games. If the Cowboys beat the Eagles, their magic number is one, yeah. Chester. Yeah. So the Cowboys. That's a, yeah. of any Eagles or Cowboys result the rest of the year. Yes. Now, unfortunately, that's the Redskins and the Giants. Yeah. For the Eagles, yeah. but it's also the Redskins. So yeah, so so Cooper Rush, by the way. Now this is, is more reason why you know we were. Well, I was saying weeks ago that the Cowboys Eagles game should have been flexed to Week 17. They should have swapped all the 16, 17 NFC East games. That was my line, you moron. You you said it was the greatest idea you no, ever heard. I, it was my. Go, no, that is. Uh, go back and listen. I was we 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 had we. I was the one who noted that the four NFC East teams were playing each other both Week 16 and 17, and they should swap all of them. 
That was definitely my idea. I honestly think, and I mean this with yes. love, Alex, you were a pathological liar. <laughs> can we, a pathological can liar. Because I said it, and you're like, that's the smartest thing you've ever said. And now you're taking credit for it? Okay, so maybe. That's crazy. I'm to be generous. That's I'm trying insane. to do the benefit of the doubt as much as possible. I honestly think, be generous. hold on. I, and maybe what happened is you had said, I wish this game could be in week 17. And then I'm the one who noted, well, actually, it could be because they're all playing each other. So they could actually swap it. Maybe that's what happened. No, I said that they should move it, and then you realized, oh, it is possible. But if the idea was mine. Maybe, maybe that happened. But You're just the logistics no, but, <laughs> guy here. But I'm certainly the one who noticed that all four NFC East teams were playing each other in week 16 and 17. Oh, my God. Anyway. I, now I'm wondering way, what I'm else just, you I'm lie really about. I'm really generous to you. That's, you know, it, it could be. What else do you lie about? Guess yeah. what? There's people who listen to this carefully enough that at least one person Well, that's person what I'm saying. I want to I wanna go back and find it from a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, one of the listeners, please tell us. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that one. Uh, Holy cow! Yeah. Okay, so so actually, so now, so you actually totally flipped me around on this. So it's actually not that important to Dallas it, as long as they win their other two games. Yeah, the Rams are going to destroy. Now, to them be clear, anyway. that means Dallas has to win each of their other two games. They have no margin for error. Yeah, they have no margin for error against the Eagles, no matter what, because the Eagles are. I mean, I guess the Eagles could lose one of those too. They suck. Yeah, I mean, again, it took them overtime at home to beat the Giants and, and with Eli Manning mm-hmm. quarterback in 2019. Uh, so you have the Rams blowing out the Cowboys. Yes. All right. So the Cowboys are three-point favorites. So how many millions or billions are you putting on the Rams? hundred million. No, no, no. You said last week you weren't doing $100 million bets anymore. No, I lied. You have $1.9 billion I'm, in the bank. What, what are you doing? Chester. There's three weeks left. Uh, you know how I got this rich? By 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 milking it up to okay. $3 million. You, can you at least acknowledge that last week you said you wouldn't be betting $100 million anymore? I will. I know. I'm, I'm, you know. I will at some point go two, three, four hundred million. Right, now, are you right betting now. the Rams money line or are you just betting them to cover three? I'm just going to bet them to cover right. three. Um, and you're obviously betting them to win. You said I'm picking – or you're picking them to win. I'm picking the Cowboys to win, um, even though it actually doesn't matter so much. So I'll give you credit for that one. You did come up with that idea. All right, Atlanta at San Francisco. Um, whatever. San Francisco's going to win. Phenomenal game last week. Right? They had that slight lull for three weeks in the Cardinals games and the CS game, but, but San Francisco's all the way back. Garoppolo's playing the best he's played in, uh, ever. Right? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's learning on the job. He still has doesn't have that many, you know, yeah. W's yeah. under his belt. Now, um, not a lot to say about this game. So let me let me ask you about uh, Sam Warren, a listener, tweeted at us or at me. Okay, uh, an idea that he has. Oh, he tweeted at you also um, about challenges. So you know, the, the, there's this stupid flaw in the NFL system where if a coach has to use two challenges, he only gets one more, even if he got them both correct. Now we have we have always mm-hmm. said that the correct thing to do on a fumble, non-fumble, questionable call is rule it as a fumble, let the play go all the way through, let the result mm-hmm. happen, let the return happen, and then you can go figure it out. The problem is that yeah. on plays where it's obviously not a fumble, it's obviously an incomplete pass or the guy's down or whatever, then the coach has to waste a challenge. And this happened to the Vikings. Um, and this happened to the Patriots. Well, the Patriots game was where the ref screwed up and they didn't let it play through. But the point is that it's unfair that that a team has to use a challenge at all and, lo- and lose a challenge and lose the right to challenge mm-hmm. later on a play that's obviously wrong, but that we want the refs to get obviously wrong, right? We want the refs on those situations. We said we always want them to defer to continue the play. But it's mm-hmm. unfair to the team who didn't fumble that they then have to waste a challenge on that. So what should you do? So my general perspective has always been, let's get rid of challenges altogether. Let's get rid of booth reviews altogether. Let's get rid of refs running over to the sideline and putting a little mask over their face and looking at a little four-inch screen. Have the guys watching on the screens in the office in New York or East Rutherford, New Jersey, wherever it is, immediately radio into the refs on every single play of the game what the correct call is. So if it happens twice a game, four times a game, 17 times a game, immediately wa- listen to them. Hey, listen, you got it wrong. Reverse the call. That's it. 
No time wasted. No nobody running back and forth. No talking to the coaches. No throwing challenge flags. That to me is the solution. Let's just get the the calls right. Sam Warren has an interesting proposal which goes all the way the other way, which is he says, no more automatic reviews at all. No video, no video reviews. No last two minutes. Everything is coach determined. Okay, but Sam's mm-hmm. idea is coaches have unlimited challenges, unlimited. But when they are wrong, yeah. the opponent has to gets to choose three options: take away a timeout, a loss of yardage, yeah. or and I like this one the best: they lose a player for the next play. NHL power play style. So you get to challenge, but if you're wrong, the other team's going 11 on 10 on the next play. They lose a player. Yeah. Okay, that's fast. Well, but 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 all but it's also see. I I honestly think the other way. I think that the league should just be what looking at every saying. play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, every it should be completely out of the coaches' hands. The coaches don't want to do it. Yes. They're bad at it. Hurts. But I will say, from an entertainment perspective, Sam's idea is way better. Yeah, I, I like First the idea. First of all, there's of more strategy because not only does the coach have to decide whether to challenge, but the other coach has to decide: Do I take away a timeout? Do I take away a player? Do I take away yards? They'll always mm-hmm. make the wrong decision. It's more fun for review. So Sam's idea is certainly more entertaining. If you know, if it was the NBA, I think they'd consider that one. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I like that idea from Sam. So good on you, Sam. And uh, let me ask you yeah. a question. So today is the deadline to flex the last flexible game, week sixteen. Yeah. Right now, Kansas City Chicago is the Sunday night game yeah. next week. Uh, that's not awful. Well, here's the like, thing: you Again, if Chicago there. were to win in Green Bay this week, then that game is important. But right now, yes. that game. Now, you said Dallas at Philly cannot be flexed in there. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, Fox would. It would be the first game all year there. Okay. Um, the big game is that week. Green Bay, Minnesota is already on Monday. I mean, there the, there is a chance the league could. Bribe well, there's them. there's, the there's, say, there's like, one we'll other obvious option. New Orleans at Tennessee. So that's so. What I'm thinking is obviously it's not a great TV game, right? Tennessee does the, you know has very good loyal yeah. fans, but they have no. National but following. but if you but all the other big games, Buffalo at New England is already on a Saturday. Rams it's the only Texas option. I mean, if Cleveland had one more Houston, win. If Cleveland had one more win, you could do Baltimore-Cleveland, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, and so, Cleveland did win in Baltimore. New Orleans-Tennessee right? is is guaranteed to be a big game next week. Yeah, I don't – I mean, Kansas City-Chicago is a bigger market game than New Orleans-Tennessee. I, I think they probably keep it. Mm. They usually err on the side of keeping, although this year they so, yeah. you know, So, I mean, I'm looking at my rankings for Week 16. So I have Dallas at Philly Or they one, could, they could uh, flex Cincinnati-Miami. So I have Dallas at Philly one, Miami? and then my two, three, four, and six games are all already on Saturday or Monday. Yeah, this they they really kept the the you know they had five options, but they really kept yeah. The, uh, so it's New Orleans at Tennessee. Um, I mean, Saturday is unbelievable because Houston, Tampa Bay. First, Tampa Bay, you know, is yeah. exciting even if they're and, not. And it's great. a must win for Houston. Buffalo, New England is great because like this is Buffalo's time to shine. Yeah. And obviously, the Rams, Niners, one yeah. of the games of the yeah. season. Although, if so. the Rams lose to the Cowboys, then yeah. the Rams might be done. It's possible. They probably if, won't be. If the Rams lose and the Vikings they'll be win, trying. then the Rams are done. Are they mathematically eliminated? Well, let's see. Like they'd be they eight and six. Well, they'd number. be eight and six. Vikings would be ten and four. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, the Packers would have to win too. Well, let me see. Um, they did not. Okay, so if the Rams lose, they're eight and six, and their conference record would be six and four, and and the Vikings would be ten. The Vikings conference record would be seven. No. So yes, if the Vikings lost out and the Rams won out, yes, so the Rams would still be alive, but technically speaking. Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're going to be trying no matter what. Yeah. So that's yeah. an unbelievable slate. Yeah. No. So that's a great game. Yeah, for sure. And it's a really great week because. Um, and San Francisco yeah, has Dallas, to play Philly, every single game the because they're the fighting with Seattle. It's real. The schedule, like which they've been very unlucky with the last couple of years, like Green Bay, Minnesota on Monday yeah. night. Dallas, Green Bay, Minnesota in week 16 and San Francisco at Seattle week 17 are both identical games where the winner is getting a bye and the loser is a wild card. Now, the one o'clock will be brutal. Like, you know, it'll it'll matter for fantasy. Yeah. But the one o'clock has Jacksonville, Atlanta next yeah. week. 
Uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, which yeah. is fine. New Orleans, Tennessee right now, which yeah. is good. Carolina, Indianapolis, which matters, but isn't yeah. great. Cincy, Miami, which is the worst game of the Did year. Did you say Carolina and Indy matters? The... No, it doesn't. For, yeah, I mean, for Indy no, it does they're a done. little bit. They're done. They're done? They're 6-7. and seven. I mean, if they win this they week. They have to win out win and week, get a lot of help. Okay. Uh, Cincy, Miami is the worst game and, of the and year. And they're not Pittsburgh, winning this week. New, New York is not a great game. We haven't got to that yet. First of all, that's Darnold versus Duck. And Giants Redskins is maybe also the worst game. So the bottom four teams. Well, but play New Orleans, yeah. So yeah, the Giants Washington, Cincinnati. Miami, but that's good that they play each other. Clear the clear the debris, you know. Jacksonville, yeah. Atlanta, like, and you have yes, I agree. They, it's a, deb- a lot of you debris. You actually players. have yeah. You have ten teams. Detroit, Denver is also a deb- debris. You have ten game. teams under five hundred all playing each other next week. That's actually great. Yeah, get rid of them all. No, it's a, it's an it's one of the better. It's one of the yeah, better. But, yeah, but four of those are on at one o'clock. So yeah, so it, I can't believe we're almost done with. There's a lot of garbage. It really sucks. All right, so um, really so Atlanta, okay, so Buffalo or Pittsburgh, the game that got flexed in. So as a TV game, I think Buffalo Pittsburgh is a worse game than Minnesota at the Chargers, but it but it's more important because the Chargers season's over, right? These are the yeah. two teams right now that are the two wild cards in the AFC. Buffalo still has a chance in the division. I'm picking Buffalo to go into Pittsburgh and win. Mm, it, it's tough for me. I mean, they Pittsburgh been playing way better than no. They possibly Pittsburgh has been winning games situation. in the least impressive ways possible. Buffalo's I agree. Been winning I, I, impressively, I, I, I think. What's the line? the The line is that when we had it was one. Pittsburgh favored by one. To me, this is one of the hardest games of the year. To I'm play. not putting money on it, but I'll go with I'll go with the home team. I'll go with Pittsburgh. Uh, so we reverse our normal positions on that one. Um, that's yeah. our fifth disagreement, and then Indy at New Orleans, week 17. Indy, Indy who uh, you know we thought was a lock for the playoffs, right? I mean, a couple 17. weeks ago we were saying how you know, but for those missed kicks from Vinatieri, they'd be eight yeah. and three or whatever. Which was true, but now they've somehow got worse. Every well, week. I think that the reality is that Jacoby Brissett was who we thought he was, and you get credit for this. So what one. do they? What do you when do? Brissett do you looked go hot early in the season. You kept saying he still sucked, and everyone hated you for it. But I think that you turned out to be correct. Do you go after Tannehill? Do you go after Winston? Winston doesn't seem like an indie guy. Here, well, here's the challenge: like Jacoby Brissett is somewhere between like the 24th and 34th best quarterback. No, it, it's very. It'll be very. He's, they're not going to be drafting. It'll be. V- I think that they should look. Tennessee did the did the perfect thing. Mariota was a definite starter caliber quarterback at least coming into the season, but was a slightly below average one. Was you know around the twenty third mm-hmm. best quarterback in the league, and they added to him the thirty third best quarterback in the league. And then it turned out that those mm-hmm. you know roles were swapped. So I think that if if they could if here's the thing they're already committed to to Brissett for what ten million next year right. So how yeah. much can they pay another quarterback? Like maybe like who's who's willing to come in for a one year contract because Jameis is going to want fifty million. Gu- I mean, you could draft a guy in the first. You could you know trade up a little bit. You could Jameis is going to want. They, they don't have Jameis is going to want fifty million high, guaranteed, but. right? Tannehill's going to want fifty million guaranteed. Bridgewater okay. maybe is the only guy who'd be willing to take. Uh, you know, if you could get Bridgewater and then you get a Bridgewater deck with Brissett and then you see who wins out there. I guess I don't know. It's they're in a tough situation, I think, because you you can do better, but. You can't do demonstrably better, right? Yeah, it's very tricky. It's, I mean, unless you steal Brady away from from the past. Yeah, I mean Andy Dalton. It's weird. All the options are in division. By the way, or you could Tom do Tom Brady go, could, going to the Colts. Where did that come from? I, I mean, like he's clearly fed up with them. So why would he go to the, the Colts though? Said. I mean, Vinatieri did it. Maybe tell his buddy Vinatieri tells him it's uh, it's nice in Indianapolis in November. Yeah. Jake, Jacob Lewin, is that true? I don't think so. Um, all right, so India, India, New Orleans. New Orleans is going to win this game. Yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah, to, nothing say to say there. All right, now um, I made a chart pre-request, which I thought we'd fold into the podcast, but I guess we'll but, just discuss it separately now. Yeah, you thought we'd what to the? I podcast? thought we'd like fold it in, like discuss it as we pick the games. But oh, okay, but now we're we're closing on an hour. All right, so, so now the I'm listeners thinking, are gonna get we, a long. Should we episode save it till week? next week? 
Now we already we have a second episode to do. So you don't want the listeners to get my chart? Can we save it for next week? Nothing's going to change, really. Well, what's going to change is we're going to see another game from San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles, and Arizona. All right, but I, I feel like that's fixable for you. <laughs> All right, so for next week, uh, I will have ranked um, every division uh, over since 1990. I decided to go 30 years deep. Uh, I went past 2002, the uh, the era of four, di- four team divisions. It's tougher for a five-team division to get up there because when you have five teams, it's harder to not have one garbage team. For yeah. sure. So, But uh, there are some five-division teams uh, near the top. Uh, they prominently fe- uh, feature a team from Phoenix at the bottom, <laughs> so that's that's a hint. Yeah. For, uh, do you um, uh, do you want to drop the story of why um, why you would never mess with Doctor Jen? You you tease that out. You want me to tell that oh. story here? Fifty seven minutes in. If no, that's got to be on the Patreon episode because it's it can okay, come back fine. to bite me. So I need a smaller audience. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, she listens to this one, but she's not signed up as a patron. She's not a patron. We know that. All right, Keith. So I will talk yeah. to you in five minutes on the other podcast. Is that what we're doing now? I have no idea. Well, let's talk about it offline. Yeah, because we got to figure out what with the with Well, not the offline. And, I don't want to speak yeah, to you like on the uh, phone. That's insane. Okay. Talk to you later, Keith. Bye. Bye. to hide when I saw old Carmen and the devil walking side by side and I said hey Carmen come on let's go downtown she said I gotta go but my friend can stick around take a load off Fanny take a load for free take a load off It's just old Luke And Luke is waiting on the judgment day Hey Luke, my friend What about a young Anna Lee? He said, do me a favor, son I want to stay and keep an Anna Lee company
gonna take me on down the line Cause my bag is sinking low And I do believe that it's time To get back to Miss Betty You know she's the only one She sent me here With the regards for everyone This is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood.